would love to read your emails about vaccinations and autism. That's a, <laughs> something he's particularly a fan of. That's why he likes yeah. to spend his weekends. I read all of them. Top to bottom, and click on all the links you send, and read all of that top to bottom. But we got, I promise. Since, since I mentioned, uh, the, well, so you had a woman with measles go to the Avengers movie on opening night, completely packed theater. Yeah. As we have a measles outbreak for the first time in, in many, many years around the country. And I said, why, why are people not getting their shots? Uh, we got this text from a couple people, and I, I thought... I. I was under the impression it was mostly fears of autism. Jack, a lot of people don't vaccinate because vaccines are not testing for causing cancer. That's why me and a lot of people I know are not getting their these shots for their kids. Cancer? People dodge the MMR vaccination. This is a different text, not because of autism, but because there are risks that go along with it. Okay. There are risks that go along with not getting it, and they're pretty well known. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Joe will read your emails. Top to bottom on that topic. I promise. So totally different topic. It's funny. Th- these two things came uh, across my uh, bow at roughly the same time. Did you say and bowel or bow? Bow. Okay. As if I'm a boat in this metaphor. I think the next time I'm on a boat, I'm going to refer to the, to the the stern and the bowel <laughs> and see if anybody notices. Or... That's like me with the Revengers movies. <laughs> How'd you like X2? Was that a Revenger movie? No, then that's X-Men. Ammer Mutants. Yes, yes, different, different. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just happened to be on the cable last night, and I watched it for about five minutes. Who's that little gal in a blue suit? Looks like she's wearing nothing. I mean, it's something. Uh, that's Mystique. She's a shapeshifter. Oh, she's, she can, oh, I yeah. like her. Well, no need to shift it. <laughs> it's fine. Wow. So these two things <laughs> came across my, uh, my bowel <laughs> at roughly the same time. The uh, the capital of California, where the Armstrong and Getty show started many moons ago, um, uh, they, they passed a tax to, uh, it was promised that the tax would go toward uh, projects to uplift the city's disadvantaged neighborhoods and increase the sales tax base, incentives for small businesses, revitalizing commercial corridors, new youth programs, etc. And then the city council said, no, let's just put it in the general fund once they got the money. And if you're at all familiar with blue states in particular and blue cities within blue states have an enormous and growing problem. I mean, they, the, it's like a tornado coming of unfunded pension liabilities because for the longest time, um, the, the union said, listen, we know you can't give us a, a raise right now because there's no budget for it, but Screw the future taxpayers and and the future uh, government people. Promise our people pensions that are enormous down the road, and we'll just always, always vote for you. And so that's what they did. And so now, especially, uh, like I said, blue states have uh, just unthinkable debt bombs coming in. Depends on the, the municipality, the state, the county, 5, 10, 20 years. Some have already gone bankrupt in California, corrupt California. So anyway, it's the old uh, bait and switch thing, and um, it, it, but the, the people of Sacramento who should have known went ahead and voted for it, and sure enough, the obvious has happened. And I just, you know, I think a lot about why people are the way they are politically speaking. And and Thomas Sowell's A Conflict of Visions is a, a great book about that. All you need to do is read the first chapter; it's brilliant. The rest of it, oh boy. Oh, it's a challenging read. I mean, it just goes into more detail than anybody needs. But, you know, he's a genius and I'm not. Um, why, why are some people 
so willing to believe the rosy promises and and believe that uh, okay this this bitter cynical lifetime politician really get, is just interested in helping the downtrodden and some people think yeah right got this note um i think it was on the facebook the book of faces and my wife brought it to my attention um and we've got our, our little cabin up in the woods and so we get this sort of thing um and it's from the bear league which is it going to... There's a professional league of bears? <laughs> right. Right. What's their sport? Mauling humans. Being a bear. <laughs> the bears are who we thought they were. That's why the games are so entertaining. Anyway, the Bear League looks out for bears, apparently. Um, and uh, it, uh, they, they're based out of Lake Tahoe, I guess, area. And they write. All around Tahoe, mother bears are beginning to disperse their yearling cubs. The Bear League is already getting calls from concerned residents and visitors telling us, there's a baby cub all alone without his mother. Please, can you help him? Yes, we can, and here's how. We will remind everyone what is happening and what each of us needs to do when we see one of these cubs of the year. Each spring, as in every damn spring, from early May through late June, mama bears with 16- to 18-month-old cubs know it's time to tell the young ones to head out into the world on their own. If you listen closely, you can hear mom saying, okay, I've taught you everything you'll need to know. Now go. Be a good bear. What if they're abducted? <laughs> so here they are, alone for the first time in their lives, not really very big yet, about the size of a golden retriever, pretty much clueless and missing their moms a whole lot. Now is our chance to make or break them. When they come into our yards and we fall for their sad stories and feel sorry for them as they tell us how hungry they are and how lonely they are and how friendly they are and how cute they are and we all talk sweetly to them or give them anything to eat or allow them to make themselves at home, half the population can finish that sentence before I speak it. Of course. And half the population either can't or doesn't care because they're governed completely by their emotions. And listen, I'm not calling for everybody to be uh, Mr. Spock from the Star Trek and have no uh, emotions or be a, a robot or whatever. And this isn't really about it's bears, good. I'm thinking. I can't this really do exactly. that, that finger thing either, so I'm glad we don't have to be Spock. Oh, it's, it's uh, live long and prosper. I'm assuming um, your, whole point, your whole point is here about uh, bear, uh, how do we treat bears? No, it's not about bears purely. So there's although, a deeper point you've got going on here. Well, I just picked up on that. I'm, <laughs> this is multi-layered. You see what I have to work with, folks? <laughs> Anyway, uh, let me finish the uh, the sentence for you. When they come into your, your our yards and we fall for the sad stories and feel sorry for them, and they tell us how hungry they are and how lonely they are and how friendly they are and how cute they are, and we talk sweetly to them or give them anything to eat or allow them to make themselves at home, we have just um, we have just signed their death warrant. Then they think this will be a perfect way to make a living, but we all know it's not. And then they go into detail. They will continue doing that, and they will be killed for it. So this is like when Peyton Manning said gladiators. It's a metaphor. (laughs) It's very much (laughs) like that. Very much like that, which is why I, to anybody paying attention, began with a brief discussion of Thomas Sowell's brilliant A Conflict of Visions. There are, and we need both kinds of people in the world. Uh, Jordan Peterson talks about this, too, how you absolutely need you know, the the conservative point of view 
Um, the well, mommy party and the daddy party. Right, exactly. You probably have this tension in your own household sometimes. We must have excellence. We must have competition. We must have hierarchy. We must have winners and losers. We absolutely must. And we must have compassion, and we must have people who look out for those who can't look out for themselves. They're both completely necessary. You have one party in charge of a, a state, and it lacks the other counterbalance or whatever, and you end up with... For instance, the idiot taxation and waste of uh, and corruption of Sacramento, California, which was the beginning of it. If you feed the bears, it will kill them. Interesting. And then what do you have? It's a pile of dead bears. Oh, jeez. Make yourself a nice bearskin coat, I guess. That's rough. There's an upside to everything. So what Amazon knows about you is interesting and where where all the information comes from. Amazon knows a, knows a lot about you. Um, How are these companies so effective at generating advertising revenue? I just don't get it. Yeah. Mm. yeah mm. Well, I'm glad they know where I live. I mean, I started there because, you know, obvious. Yeah, I had an Amazon labeled van show up to my house the other day, like a big one of those big, uh, what are they called, Sprinter vans. With the Amazon logo on it, with a guy in an Amazon outfit delivering yes. the package, as opposed to the rando in the car with the Bondo fender. Yes, please. Give me the van. Yes. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Some okay. anti-Bondo rhetoric going on here. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to use to bond, huh? I just know, like, Snob. randos hanging out by the house, you know, down at the end of the driveway. Who's that? Why are you here? Oh, you're delivering a package. Mm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Often they're rummaging around in their trunk, like through all their crap, trying to find the box. Or a gun. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, as I wait to see. Uh, You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Available right now. Via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse through the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse through the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black, got the boosters black to match. Riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your horse. So, we talked about this song a couple of weeks ago. It's uh, it's super hot. It's the number one downloaded song in America for weeks now. And country music stations trying to figure out whether to play it or not. But anyway, that aside, um, somebody put it to the to the video of Napoleon Dynamite dancing in the school talent competition. And it fits perfect. Oh, boy. I tweeted it out last night. I said, here's how you should spend your time. The Internet has infinite infinite time. It's like the infinite number of monkeys typing on an infinite number of uh, typewriters. You know, it may not produce it's almost exactly like that. the entire yeah, really uh, entirety of Shakespeare's works, but it will produce virtually everything you can think of. Yeah, it really is a lot like that. Yeah. Infinite number. I mean, billions of people. Right. W- with apparently infinite amounts of time. Right. You know what? I'll bet. I'll bet this would fit in perfectly rhythmically to the Napoleon Dynamite dance. I'll sync it up. Exactly. For some reason. <laughs> 
and post it somewhere. Yes, indeed. And then people like me share it. What Amazon knows about you. Depending on how much you shop, watch, and read with Amazon, the e-commerce behemoth may know more about you than any other company on Earth. And that is saying something, given what we know about Google and Facebook. Mm. Mm. Note to self, get some shampoo. I can order some from Amazon, I forgot, so they know what shampoo I use. Will they sell that to the Russians? The big picture, naturally, they know what you've browsed and, and bought on their main service. I assume they keep that info. They also know what you've asked Alexa, what you've watched on Prime, what you read on your Kindle. They know even more thanks to their ownership of Whole Foods, Ring, Euro, Twitch, Goodreads, IMBD, and Audible. They own all those. Oh, Ring, the, uh, the, the doorbell uh, camera people, mm-hmm. the security stuff. As with Google or Who Facebook. Who will watch the watchers, huh? 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 Bezos. As with Google or Facebook, what Amazon knows depends on how much you rely on its services. Everybody uses one of those things, right? If not, who doesn't use Amazon? Is there anybody that doesn't use Amazon? Sure. Wouldn't be many people. No. Well, of course, literally there is somebody. Well, but no, as a I percentage, just, yeah, I, it's, it wouldn't it's be wouldn't be significant. Probably a chunk. Somebody Google it. I'll or bet Amazon. That, I bet it ain't much. <laughs> I wonder. I say it's thirty percent. That don't use Amazon? Correct. Oh, I'd be shocked if it were that high. I'll bet you a bottle of my favorite shampoo. <laughs> I'd be shocked if it's that high. What are you going to do with shampoo? God, because I know, like, my, my parents, I mean, it's just so handy for, for older people, for all generations. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Uh, let's see. This And is... they sell everything. Oh, yeah. That yeah. exists. As you recall, that's where I got my hand-carved wolf cane. From Amazon. My hand-carved ro- Romanian wolf cane. What are you going to do? Go to the, down to the Romanian wolf cane store? No. Amazon so, services all around us. Here are some of the different types of information gathered by various Amazon services. Do you have a percentage? Yeah. In, in June of 2017, 64% of U.S. households had Amazon Prime. Wow. What? Two-thirds of households have Prime. Two years ago? Yeah. That's oh. incredible. I'll be darned. And not every Amazon user obviously. Oh, uses not even close. Cl- I wouldn't yeah, yeah. even think close. Because it's, you know, it's a chunk of money. A little pricey. God dang it. Anyway, Amazon's huge. That's the point. Uh, Amazon.com. Everything you've bought plus the things you just put in your cart or searched for or added to a wish list or just browsed. Amazon owns sites like Zappos and Diapers.com, by the way. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I didn't know that. They know all of your addresses and the names and addresses of anyone you've ever sent stuff to. Well, that's true. Sure. Not just my address, but the stuff it goes to. Kindle and Audible. That's uh, digital books and Audible books. All the books you've read, plus how far into the book you got. Amazon also knows which books you've browsed or sampled and what passages you've highlighted. I wonder what they do with that information. He really liked this part of... To kill a mockingbird. Mm, what are they going to do with that info? They're going to give it to the Russians. Mm. The Russians are going to say, "What am I supposed to do with this?" <laughs> <laughs> Let's give it to the Chinese. Maybe they can figure it out. Fire tablets. My my wife really likes her Fire tablet. Amazon's tablets run a custom version of Android, providing the company with lots of data. Since it, not Google, powers the browsing and app store on the devices, I didn't know that. So that's their own browsing thing. For search, users have a choice of Bing, Yahoo, Google, or DuckDuckGo. You got Prime Video, the streaming video, what you've watched, browse, search for, how much you watch, what you pause on, what you watch again. What you pause on? Twitch. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a thing. Or where where you stopped. Yeah, mm. they, they not only know 
which episodes you've watched of a show, they know what at what point during a show you no longer finished that you lost interest in that show. Yeah, it which was is, episode three, 15 minutes, they never went back to right, it. Right, which is going to craft terrible art, I think. Yes, it yes. is. Yes. To, it's going to reverse engineer stuff. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fan service. And Flashes, not bangs, stabbings, and boobs just constantly. Mm-hmm. Stay yeah. tuned for more stabbings and boobs. Splashes, fact, bangs. there will probably be... Just a show called Stabbings and Boobs. Splashes, what? bangs, chases. Right. Yeah. Yeah, car chases, Stabbings fights. and boobs. Sure, sure. Yeah, there'll okay. be variations. They've got Twitch, streaming game videos, what you've watched, browsed, and searched for, everybody you've played with, etc., etc. Ring, smart doorbells, and security gear. Do you ever just randomly pause the news because the uh, the anchor people make funny faces when you we do We do. <laughs> Good times. My kids get a kick for out of it. For young and old. Pausing everything they pause, they laugh. About. Yes. Great to be a kid. My youngest son is a seven-year-old Chris Farley. Hmm. Just popped into my head. This he is he is physically physical humor wise as funny as anybody I've ever seen in the in my entire life. Wow, my my seven-year-old. Wow, he is just like tears streaming down your face. Funny. Wow, every night it's just astounding. Yeah, I watch him do his thing. And it's just, I think, where does this come from, this ability? Part of it is his misery, I think, because a lot of artists, you know, are, are troubled, and he's a very troubled kid. Virtually all funny people are angry people. He's a very angry person. <laughs> well, very unhappy, angry person, and hilarious. There you go. But anyway, he likes to pause the TV and, and make up stories for their faces. We can hang out. Amazon uh, runs Whole Foods and everything there. Goodreads, IMBD, all your search information on that. Euro wife, that's Wi-Fi routers and everything that goes through your Wi-Fi router. Yeah. Amazon knows more about you than any company on Earth. Which, again, is a heck of a thing to say when we know what Google's got on everybody. Mm. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Another shooting, uh, this time in North Carolina. They happen too often, and um, it's hard to keep them all straight if you're paying attention to all. But I just want to mention this one. It's interesting. It's uh, similar to what happened at the synagogue outside of San Diego where a brave person, you know, went after the gunman. But in this case, this is what's going to happen sometimes. He was shot and killed on the way to the gunman. He did tackle the gunman and allowed almost everybody to get out of there. It might have been the difference between one dead and 30 dead. Right. Him, him, you know, being willing to run at the the shooter. At the stupid, angry coward. An absolute legend. Oh, absolutely. But he died doing it. I mean, that's going to happen sometimes. Um, heck of a deal, though. Uh, Just terrible. Just horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Joe Biden is uh, a bad presidential candidate. I don't care what the polls say. Plus, we need to recap the bar hearing yesterday. Corner an angry bar. Um, Venezuela update. A lot of stuff going on. Cool. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, there's an empty seat in today's House hearing on special counsel Robert Mueller's final report. The Attorney General Bill Barr refusing to testify because of a dispute with Democrats in the House Judiciary Committee. Now, the Democrat chairman, Jerry Nadler, says his committee must make a choice. We can stand up to this president in defense of the country and the Constitution and the liberty we love. Oh, boy. We can let the moment pass us by. All right. That that four-page memo, just that was not a good encapsulation, and it threatens our liberty. What? The whole report's out. 
something phony. Democrats want staff lawyers to question Barr along with House members. Barr is saying, nope, that will not play. Meanwhile, Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz weighing in on Fox's Tucker Carlson last night on just who is right about the question of President Trump and the obstruction of justice. Sean, you got that for me? Well, I think the bottom line is that Barr is right and Mueller is wrong. He defended very articulately his conclusion that there was no obstruction of justice, that a president can't obstruct justice by firing, by pardoning, by doing anything that Article 2 of the Constitution authorizes him to do. I just wanted to get that on there. Because, yeah. And Alan Dershowitz isn't always right, I'm sure. I haven't always agreed with him. I'm, I'm no lawyer, but uh, but that is a point of view from a very well-respected Democrat lawyer and opinion leader. Um, So it's not just what you hear on all the cable news channels. Right, including Fox, oddly enough. Fox News yesterday, I happened to be tuning into that when the the, uh, hearing wrapped up. And Shepard Smith, who is uh, oddly on Fox News, an avowed lefty, and Chris Wallace were all excited. And they weren't really, it was funny, they weren't reacting to the bar testimony so much as just saying, listen, in the report, it's clearly obstruction of justice. Uh, he told Rosenstein to fire Mueller. He told him several times that it's not about the con- if the conflicts or the golf club. He just, it's clearly obstruction. And I was like, wow, this is very strange to be listening to this on Fox News. And it's odd they continue to employ Shepard Smith because he's, he's pretty ideological. Um, well, I appreciate when people go outside of their ideological lane, though. So you got Judge Napolitano on Fox, who's a conservative and a Republican, saying Trump absolutely obstructed justice. You got Dershowitz, who's a Democrat yeah. and actually campaigned for Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. saying he absolutely did not. Yeah. So that, uh, clearly, in both of those people's cases, that's what they believe. I will tell you this, though, having read the relevant sections of the report, there is no freaking way. You could, on any level, get a get a conviction for obstruction of justice based on what Trump did. He clearly wanted Mueller fired, and he clearly told people to get rid of him. And they said, no. And so he stopped saying that. And there was no underlying crime. Well, you don't need an underlying crime. I know that. I know, I know, I know. It's like you don't need a body to get a murder conviction. But ask any prosecutor how hard it is to get one without a body. You know, Joe Jones is just gone. Nobody knows where right. he is. I think you murdered him, and I'm going to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. That's a very difficult thing to do. Well, well, it, this isn't a court of law, though. It's a political process, and if the Democrats had 70 votes, he'd be impeached and booted out over this. Well, right, but that's what I'm saying. And there's absolutely zero chance, zero chance, that the House even passes articles of impeachment based on that. Mm-hmm. And, and there's even less than zero chance that the Senate would impeach him. It's just, it's an exercise in trying to whip people up for the election and nothing else. Back to this, just because I should have looked up his name. This is a name everybody needs to know. For whatever years reason, for years, we memorized the names of these scumbag shooters. Right. I've got too many of them in my head. I want them to go away. I don't want to remember their names. Remember Riley Howell, 21 who was going to join the military, wanted to be a firefighter. He's the guy who ran at the gunman, took him off his feet, according to the police, but died in the process and saved a whole bunch of lives. Wow. Riley yeah. Howell. Build a statue to him. No kidding. And and put the stupid, angry coward who decided his anger and his concerns were important enough that he gets to kill innocent people, put him in a little hole and never mention him again. And do that all the time. 
and the stupid, angry media ought to go along with it. The rabbi who was wounded in the San Diego County Synagogue shooting is in D.C. today. Rabbi Yisrael Goldstein will be a guest today at the National Day of Prayer event at the White House. In a dinner honoring the Day of Prayer, Trump pointed out several recent attacks targeting houses of worship, including the San Diego area synagogue. All of us in this room send our love and prayers to the Jewish Americans wounded at the Shabbat of Poway shooting in California so tragic, so horrible. So you've had multiple killings of Jews in synagogues lately. Mm -hmm. You've had a massacre of Muslims in New Zealand. You have a massacre of Christians in Sri Lanka and all across the Middle East. Christians get killed by the thousands every year in the Middle East. Uh, You think we got a a little issue here? You think maybe it's uh, something bigger than the individual uh, Mm. gripes? Scientists scientists have discovered the erectile dysfunction drug sold under the brand name Cialis could be helpful in treating heart failure. Study out of Britain. And you have an erection. Man, it's a two-for-one. Win-win. Study from researchers at Britain's University of Manchester showed that the drug was effective in treating heart failure in sheep. And they had an erection. And heart failure. A bunch of erect sheep running around. It's disturbing. <laughs> With hearts beating like, the, beating like a drum. <laughs> All right. The researchers found that it was able to get the heart to pump more blood out into the body. The drug was. So they are thinking this may be a very effective way to help people who have awesome. various heart heart problems. So, you, know, you know what my favorite line from the, uh, the ED pills is? It's in all of them. Ask your doctor if you're healthy enough for sexual activity. Oof. You ask your doctor if you ought to shut up. Erections <laughs> lasting longer hey, than four hours, though rare, require immediate medical help. Yeah, amen to that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna call my doctor. Hey, doc, you think I can have sex? Am I healthy enough? If you don't know, you're probably not. God. Or try it and die in the middle of it, and you know. When I'm not healthy enough to have sex, yeah. that's a, that's gonna be a sad day. Yeah. Yeah, I know what happens. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet, I don't think. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I got a st- story on the CBS early show. I wish I was listening to it about uh, pet breeders. People are paying a lot of money for purebred little, you know, mixes of this and that. Yeah. You know, your, your oh, snickerdoodles yeah. or whatever they are. Whatever the hot <laughs> dog is. Sure. And it turns out they're getting ripped off. Oh, well. Yeah. Whatever. Cross, you could cross probably better off with it anyway from health and temperament wise. Yep. Yep. Hilarious. What, what, what was it? They were selling rats as chihuahuas back in the day. Yeah, it's some, not like when the, chihuahuas were that hot. It's not like the Chinese <laughs> zoo where they're shaving chows to make them look like a lion. China! <laughs> I tell you what, I'd pay a couple bucks to see a chow shaved like a lion. <laughs> Sounds amusing to me. Oh boy, you are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, 
slandered this man. Yeah, what I sort of want to know is how do we get how do we get to this point? Yeah. I do not think so that how do we get to the point anyone? Where the, all all I can say, Mr. Chairman, I am done. Thank you very much. And you slandered this man. From top to bottom. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> there's your bar here. In the world's oldest running democracy. Could uh, <laughs> It's impossible to guess why Barr decided to skip today's dog and pony show. I, you know, I, I watched that stuff for a living. And it was entertaining at times. But, um, boy, howdy, we're arguing over some minutia here. You don't like Trump, vote for the next guy. There's only one way he's going to be gone. That's uh, through an election. Trump is a idiot oh now now uncalled for lindsey graham was actually quoting a text uh in that uh that dealio there so uh joe biden isn't super great at running for president i'll explain um seems like a nice enough old fellow but everybody everybody likes him I saw yeah. a panel the other day with a uh, older republican and democrat said everybody likes him yeah yeah I, it's, I uh, clicked away from the uh, the Joe Biden thing, and now I can't find it. I don't want him to swim naked in front of me, but... Yeah, yeah. He's just, he's, he's loose of tongue. He goes off script all the time, which is cool, and it's kind of charming in its way, but then he says dumb stuff all the time. Uh, where the heck is that? I can't find it. Doesn't matter. I know what your favorite smell is. You know what my favorite smell is? Yes. Okay. Even if you don't, well, I am all knowing. Interesting. It's very handy, uh, and I know it because. And this is this is from the world of science. You know, the smile is the universal language. This is the universal thing humans seem to have in common. Not only is this a smell everybody loves, but for some reason, and they're not sure why, humans are incredibly sensitive to this smell. You can dilute it down to one part per billion. I don't actually know what it usually is, but anyway, and people will still smell it. The word for it is petrichor, which is kind of a made-up word, comes from the Greek, but it's the smell right after it rains, Hmm. and everybody loves it. That's got to be an anthropological thing where it oh, just rains, so the crops are going to grow, so we're not going to starve. So something like that, or we're yeah. going to have water to drink and not die of thirst. Yeah, it. it yeah, it, it. probably goes back way pre-agriculture, even like you say. Yeah, we're not going to die of thirst. Uh, but science is trying to figure out what it is and and how it works, and and you know, I'm not sure. Can they you make need that smell? To. Can you get that as in a perfume, like at a? Could you have your uh, your love interest put a little behind your ear? That would drive people wild. I, I love the smell of it just rained. Everywhere you walk into is is did it did it just rain in here? You smell like it just rained. <laughs> Let's On do it. You <laughs> or something. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know that if science nails it down 100% it'll do anybody any good, but they're they're studying it and they talk about uh, some of the theories and I don't know, scientists. Um uh, 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 the hot, dry soil and the grass becomes wet. They think it may have to do with oil that collects in, like, rocks and dirt and that the water unleashes it chemically and something or other. Um, again, I'm not sure why they're so concerned about it. I don't think it's going away. Uh, they say it's uh, there's a secondary reaction, which the oil, which lets loose, then mixes with the bacteria in the ground. And that is responsible for the gorgeously scented phenomenon hmm. of petrichor. 
I a lot of animals some... are sensitive to it, but human beings, for some reason, are extremely sensitive to it. I got closer to Marshall yesterday than I usually do for some reason. I remember he reached across me to get a cup of coffee or something. Anyway, mm. I really enjoyed he his... He touched me. I really enjoyed his cologne, I noticed. Really? <laughs> yeah, I usually don't smell any of us. I tell you what, if, if I don't you sm- are... I don't know any of you smell like Jack that. Biden over here smelling co-workers. <laughs> if, you're, uh, if you're more than a foot away from somebody, you should have no idea what they smell like. And if you wear perfume that can be smelled more than a foot away, cut it out. You're hardcore on that. You know, it's funny. I was... Uh, I was walking my dog up in the mountains, and and the scenery was beautiful. And I was, <laughs> I was annoyed with him because <laughs> he wasn't looking at it. He was just doing what dogs do. He just was smelling everything, just sniffing his way mm-hmm. through the world. And I just, I'm fascinated by the the question, the thought: How does a dog see the world through their nose? Well, they smell the world to a large extent. But so, what does that? look like in their brain and i have to say look hmm, another because... dog another dog hmm, a bear hmm. oh that's a person hmm, another dog right. hmm, some well, food there's the spot where you know the, the the pines are extra dense or and the wind will shift and he'll go whoa oh wait a minute what's that over there and i'm completely unaware of it so I, again what does the map of a dog's brain look like I just I'm I'm fascinated by the question. I don't know. I'm well, trying to figure out if there's a bear upwind that's going to eat him. That's part of it, right? Sure. Or if there's some food over there I should go eat. Oh yeah, I, I yeah I get it logically. It's just funny. You can be in the most beautiful spot on earth, and there can be a guy over there doing something, and and you know a, a hawk overhead, and the other and the dog's got its nose on the ground trying to understand its surrounding. It's just I don't know. It's interesting. To I me. don't mind smelling people's fragrances if it's a high end fragrance, and I don't know why money. No, oh, listen, listen to the one percent snobbery at work. Go on, please. Yeah, I don't, Your Highness. I don't know why money. Why is more expensive perfume tend to smell better or cologne? It's. I don't know. I don't know anything about the crafting of it. Is the is the juices you use that make it more less harsh? Just cost more or something? But Boy, I don't have any idea. But, but you know, like expensive cologne and perfume, I like the smell of it. It doesn't bother me at all. The only smell I really hate is the bar tramp smell, whichever, whatever smell that is. Bar <laughs> tramps have bad memories. Uh, um, it's so, a terrible, it's a scent that you put on to cover up your bar trampedness, I guess. I don't know what listen, it is. Listen, this, this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offer up a theory. Okay. And it's about a tendency, not a 100% correlation. Okay? So don't everybody get all angry. I think people who have the money for more expensive perfumes might be a little more sophisticated about wearing it. They're not going to slather on a bunch of it. Hmm. You think Maybe. Maybe. Maybe older people who've heard this fine radio show and heard, oh, man, I wonder if I put on too much, generally have more money, so they buy more expensive perfume. More life experience? I don't know. I think there's something in the way it's made. My guess would be research. They're willing to do more. Well, what about it. if we put three-quarters lavender in there? What is that, right? They, they just go further in the developmental kind of research could be. phase of it. It must, be, it must be pretty inexpensive to make harsh smells, like your cheap uh, aftershaves and stuff like that. Mm. That, you know, you can buy at your grocery store and they cost hardly anything. What? It must be, it must not cost much to make those. I don't know why it would cost more to make a pleasant smell than a bad smell. That's what I don't get. And or, like in wine, I know different 
people at different price points have different tastes. You, you would be wasting your time to sell like a really good cab, Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, at a low price point because people don't want it. At least not a lot of people want it. I'd buy it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, lower-end wine consumers want really fruity, juicy, it's alcoholic grape juice wine for some reason. I don't know. Um, I used to wear a scent for years and... uh and I finally got to where I could, uh, I couldn't really afford it. It was like way outside what I could afford, but I bought the expensive stuff. Um, and it just, it just smelled better. It just hmm. smelled better than like the cheap stuff I'd been using. Yeah. It, it just did. I don't know why it would cost more. As an anti perfumist, this is like listening to somebody discuss how to select a sled dog. I'm kind of interested <laughs> in it, but I just have nothing to contribute. Well, I don't know. The right scent, you know, you get into a, no, no, no. Intimate moment. Back to the foot away rule. Oh yeah, within a foot. Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm thinking you know, like you're completely nuzzled up against their neck. Oh that's yeah, a good Santa. Oh, yeah. that really does something for me. I don't need no Cialis. That's doing it for me. I'm with you, not against you. Huh? All right then. Super. Somebody you know brought what? a bucket of chicken to the hearing today. Did you see that? Is that a metaphor? Because Barr didn't show up because he's, he's a, a chicken. chicken. Oh, I get it. So they took uh, brought a bucket of know. KFC I think, chicken. I think your metaphor is eclipsed by the deliciousness of your metaphor. <laughs> Nobody cares what your metaphor is. They just want to eat the chicken. Nadler's in the picture here. He's a big old boy. He's probably saying, can I eat your chicken? That's a pretty good one. That's a good one. Can yeah. I eat the chicken? <laughs> so anybody going to eat that when we're done here? So is there actually chicken in that bucket? <laughs> you know what's uh, my modern world nightmare, getting back to the whole smell of rain thing, the petrichor? Is that somebody does figure out how to put it out, and it will be everywhere. Um, It'll be in every store. Right. Every boathouse, outhouse, hen house. You know, it's just so. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's the modern world. Starbucks will use it. Right. It'll, yeah, uh, right. It'll be ruined. Like I'd a, like a Petrichor latte, place. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.